0: very good morning it's paying you well the black pen for the first time ever i've written down notes of what i want to speak about because i want to try and get through this as quickly as possible without waffling don't want it to take an hour i'm hoping to at least knock it in 15 minutes for those of you who may or may not know there's currently conflict between russia and ukraine in europe and a lot of people don't really know what's happening and i wanted to try and break down from my side what i think and then speak broadly about some of similar issues in the rest of the world. Imagine that back in 1922, South Africa, Lesotho, Botswana, Zimbabwe, Eswatini, uh, Namibia, our our neighbors, imagine that we were all one country called the Soviet Union. Soviet Union back in 1922 was made up of 15 states and then in 1991 uh, it broke down because of politics and because of the economy and then from there Some of these countries decided to become independent, with Ukraine being one of them. With Ukraine deciding to become independent, they decided to then befriend guys in the West. This is where basically my video goes. It is all about gangs and economic interests. It is all about gangs and economic interests. When you look at how the world is set up, even historically, it's all about who has the biggest guns. It's all about who has the most soldiers. And some of the smaller nations always want to have allies with the big, powerful, badass nations. It's why a lot of nations want American protection. Because America has got the biggest military in the world. And it spends the most money on the military in the world. But it's also the same reason why Russia is so arrogant. Because Russia itself has got a huge army. And it's got nuclear weapons. It's the reason why North Korea is so arrogant. It's got a large army and a lot of weapons. And the same with China. So please understand at all times when you're reading the news, when you're watching what's happening in terms of conflict, that it's all about gangs and conflict. And it's all about gangs and economic interests. If you look at the United Nations, if you look at NATO, uh, if you look at um, uh, the, w- the World Health Organization and other global organizations, those are gangs. You choose to join that gang because it's got a certain code, it's got a certain ethos, and there's members there who are like, look, we're going to help each other out in times of need. If you look at groups such as the International Monetary Fund, if you look at uh, the World Bank, for example, those are just stock fells. Unfortunately, those stock fells obviously are a punted. The guy who has the most money in the stock fell gets to choose. So in something like the Brics Bank, for example, if China and Russia have got the most money in there, they get to choose which developing nation gets money and in what terms. Same thing happens with the World Bank. Same things happens with the IMF. I know South Africa recently got $750 million loan from there. Found out during the week, That 50 million rand is being donated to Cuba because they're struggling with food. Our government, the South African government, has decided to donate 50 million. South Africa is constantly bringing Cuban resources in this country, even though we have competent people working here. Why? Because of gangs. A lot of your leaders, unfortunately, are either scared of the gang leaders outside, whether it's uh, Joe Biden or Xi Jinping or Vladimir Putin. They are either scared of them or they actually agree with their agendas. And that's why they do what these people want. And you might find that in your country, you don't agree with what your leaders are doing, but your leaders are part of gangs. And unfortunately, you then have to pick sides based on what your leaders are doing. In this country, um, in this country, we've got a media house. I wanna speak about propaganda quickly. We've got media houses, the biggest one being NASFAs, uh, which owns Media24, News24, Drum Magazine, uh, I think it used to have True Love, Move Magazine, uh, Daily Sun, a uh, whole host of publications. That's South African media. But when they're sending the story outside, the world reports it. At, well, that's South African media, so to speak. But we don't know if it serves the South African masses, the poor black South African masses. But when it goes out into the world, the world sees it as South African media. Why am I raising this? I'm raising this because when you look at some of the biggest stories that are being pushed, The BBC pushes stories, Fox News pushes stories, Sky News pushes stories, CNN pushes stories. These guys have got agendas that are funded by the people behind them. And the people behind them are part of gangs, global gangs, that have agendas as well. So you might find America saying South African media has reported that Jacob Zuma is not a good president. But that may not be representing the interests of the people here. I'm raising this because a lot of the media we're getting about Russia and Ukraine is American media. Because as much as we're a British colony, we get a lot of our media force from America. South Africa sides a lot with America because we're scared of their military. That's the, that's the honest truth. Whatever they say, we listen. Because we're scared of them. We can criticize them, we can call them names. Obviously, Jacob Zuma and some of the other guys started making friends with Russia, started making friends with China because they were saying, listen, we don't, we don't know if America's the best gang to, to deal with in the moment. Maybe we need to be looking into other gangs that maybe have interests, that maybe will serve our people better. And that's the issue that we have currently. Ukraine obviously has gas, for those of you that don't know. So as much as you think America has sent 10,000 soldiers there to fight, uh, Ukraine has got gas. America obviously cares about gas. It's the reason why they funded rebel soldiers or they sent soldiers into into Libya, where Muammar Gaddafi eventually got killed. It's the reason why they went into Iraq, because Iraq has got oil. A lot of people will think, well, these people are, are helping us. They're helping their interests. If it's not oil, if it's not mining resources, it's because they have locals there that own big companies that make a lot of money for America. That's so why the U.S. embassies are so big. If you've ever been to Santon, you'll see the U.S. embassy there and how big it is. If you've ever been to Pretoria, you'll see the U.S. embassy and how big it is. They have the biggest embassies wherever you go in the world. Because they want to be loud. They want you to know that they are king shit and they dominate things out there. It's the power of being the biggest gang. We've got gangs in this country. The taxi industry, got gangs like uh, the drug lords uh, in the Western Cape. We've got gangs even in things like churches. And then obviously we've got groups that run tenders and stuff. Same thing happens globally in the world. If you look historically, for example, there were crusades. The Christians' crusades went and, and killed people in the name of Jesus and God. Uh, A lot of people don't really speak about the Islamic killings that happened. You can go on on Google and and check those out, where millions of people have been killed as well in the name of of Islam. Obviously, today we speak about ISIS, we speak about Jihad, we speak about Al-Qaeda. And recently, very weirdly, there were people killed in Mozambique, but our media was really not loud. Our government didn't say much. People were getting beheaded. Their heads were being chopped off just next door in Mozambique. Why was no one saying anything? When things happen in Zimbabwe, for example, under Robert Mugabe, our government was not really saying anything. Anything? Why not? Again, it's gangs and interests. There's a chance that our government doesn't really care about what's going on there because there aren't economic interests, or there's a chance that some of them are working with the people there, so it's part of their gangs and what they're doing. We've spoken about Boko Haram. A lot of people don't really know that Haram is Islamic for something that's bad. Halal is rather Arabic, Arabic, but it falls under Islam. Uh, Halal is something that's good Haram is bad So Boko Haram As much as a lot of people now hate that word And it's got this negative connotation Speaking about bad things The guys at Boko Haram have been painted as terrorists and bad people But what they were doing Was no different To what the crusades were doing They were saying listen We believe because in Nigeria Nigeria is split It's about 50% Christian 15% Muslim They were saying we feel like a lot of people have lost their way Because they are not following Islamic principles that's why they went and kidnapped in inverted commas the girls. And that's why to this day, even though there were hashtags of bring back the girls, girls have never gone back home. A lot of them have found love in that space with those Islamic men. They've got children, they finished school, they were studying, and they've got families now under Islam. If we were able to get real intel from inside there, we'd hear a different story. In the same way, if you come to South Africa and you ask, how do we feel about farm murders? Donald Trump spoke at some point about how the white farm genocide must end in South Africa. But when you actually look inside South Africa, you find out that a couple of years ago, only 70 people were killed on farms and we don't even know if the bulk of them are white people or farm owners. But it's propaganda. You come into this country and you ask people, how do you feel about foreigners? If Julius Malema, for example, owned a media company, he'd be going around saying South Africa is open. We want to open the borders and let everyone in. And everyone would say outside there that, oh, South Africa wants to open borders. If Gaten McKenzie and the Patriotic Alliance owned media houses, they would be going around there saying, no, we want, we want foreigners out because they are taking our jobs. And then the rest of the world would be saying, well, South African media is now reporting. Like I said, Naspers is our biggest media house. We've got other media houses, of course, ENCA, which is under the Remco brand of Johan Rupert. Uh, I know Kenny Gnene, uh, who works with Gaten McKenzie, has tried to create an online website. Uh, we had ANN7 and New Age, which were funded by the Guptas eventually given to on Elemani. It's all about media and propaganda. What was very interesting for me this morning was listening to one of Joe Biden's uh, spokespeople. I don't know if it's a military guy. His surname is Kirby. He was talking about this idea that they suspect that the Russians are going to create fake footage of the Ukrainians attacking them with dead bodies and all those things. He said that. There's no evidence that Russia has done that. But he went on a platform to say, we suspect that Russia is going to create fake propaganda and have fake bodies there to to start a war. Why would he say this? He's saying this because he knows that America would use similar strategies. If you watch the Netflix documentary, How to Become a Tyrant, it teaches you one-on-one the skills and the tricks that various leaders use of propaganda to make it seem like things are happening. With COVID, we saw a lot of posts which were later discredited of hospitals filled with people, of halls filled with people that are dead. And it came out that this is old footage from somewhere else. America uses propaganda and how to become a tyrant. What was ironic for me is as much as they're speaking about other nations using propaganda, it was America telling us this is how we would do it if we were the ones that were entrusted. We would twist science like that. They accused Joseph Stalin of twisting science. We would twist religion like that. And they've done it. If you study The Art of War by Sun Tzu, The Art of War is a brilliant book about war strategy. You'll hear some of these things. If you study propaganda and you study human psychology, you'll hear some of these things. A lot of South Africans, unfortunately, are puppets and they mimic whatever the president says, whatever the media houses say, whatever the scientists say, without fully understanding that there are people with agendas at the back. Those people belong to gangs and they have economic interests and you're just out there mimicking. What you need to do is understand, if you read the book 1984 by George Orwell, even if you read Animal Farm by George Orwell, you will begin understanding the psychology of people in power. Once you understand the psychology of people in power, when you read the news, you will be able to question using logic and understand they might be telling a fact, they might telling an opinion. What you need to do is ask yourself, logically, does this make sense? Number one. Number two, If I believe this, will it suit me or will it suit someone else? If I buy a mask, if I get hand sanitizer, if I jab, does it boost the South African economy? Does it boost my family or does it enrich pharmaceuticals? That is, does it enrich politicians? Does it enrich tinderpreneurs? Whose agenda am I serving? Whenever you hear stats as well, ask yourself these questions. Who compiled these stats? How many people were actually questioned and what are the demographics of those people? There's constantly news, news articles. 50% of South Africans believe, 80% of men believe. How many men were asked? 200 men, where? Somewhere in Cape Town. That doesn't represent the majority. But the article will say 80% of men believe, 20% of women believe. That's fake news. But the, the people that own the media platforms, including social media, they get to choose what's fake news or not. Today we have fact checkers. Those fact checkers checkers are funded. I remember seeing Africa check the other day. I don't know if they've removed it, but they they are co-funded, funded rather, by the Bill Bill Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So if the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation doesn't agree with something being a fact, they will obviously fund them to say discredit this. That's how it works. That's why I think Jacob Zuma was such an amazing leader because he got South Africans to think. He got South Africans to begin questioning. If we're saying the Guptas are getting contracts for coal, how many other people are getting contracts for coal? When do they sign those contracts? When are those contracts expiring? How much are they being paid for coal? It came out that the Guptas were selling the cheapest coal to ESCOM and some of the evergreen forever contracts by Glencoe and other guys were signed during, a, signed during apartheid days. And they sell the most, the most expensive coal and ESCOM makes a loss. Because Jacob Zuma got to shine a light and, and put a mirror to some of these people that are criticizing him and people like him, so, so that we can begin questioning. I think I've covered most of what I want to cover. Just remember that life is about gangs. Life is about economic interests. Make sure that you are aligned to people that care about you. The reason why a lot of countries side with America is because they have big guns and they're willing to use them. They've shown. But please understand that the world is about interests. Align with people that care about you. Align it with people that want you to win. And make sure that when your presidents, when your business leaders, when your church pastors are telling you to do stuff, make sure that it's in your best interest as well and not just in theirs. Some of these guys only care about their pockets, about their families, and about their friends. But they use you. They sacrifice you. They send you out as slaves. And then later on, when history is, re- is written by the people that they served, it seemed as if they were innocent good people. Paying you all the black pen. Let's stay walk. Cheers.